Hello everyone, this is Inside the Tribe and we talk here about moving to another country, integration and challenges, fun and experiences while living in different culture. Today I'm excited to meet our first guest, Monica. Hi Monica. Hello everyone. Hello Maria. Uh, Monica moved from Poland to Switzerland quite some years ago. Would you tell us about your experience? How was it? Yes, so hello. Um, nice to be here. Uh, where do I start? Uh, I've been in Switzerland for almost a year now. Sorry, for nine years. Sorry, uh, almost nine years. And uh, indeed, I'm Polish. Uh, I spent most of my life in Poland. However, I moved to Switzerland from England, where I had an internship one year in London. I relocated mainly because of my husband back then, my boyfriend. And uh, initially, it was supposed to be only two or three years in Switzerland. But since then, we are still here. <laughs> it's prolongated I, I think yeah it got extended I think it's a common story that people who come here they think oh it's just for for a few years to see how it goes and then you stay because you kind of enjoy it here so you joined the move um can you say that you um well integrated yes I think I mean I will uh I would love to be a little bit more integrated I would love to speak uh, a dialect and uh, have more Swiss friends definitely that would be a plus uh, I don't speak a dialect because together with my husband we are both Polish so obviously at home we speak only Polish uh, but hopefully uh, our daughter gonna be our translator when she grows up and uh, she's gonna help us with uh, with a local language but other than that yes I think we do feel integrated we do feel like at home Obviously, it's sometimes tough to be away from your family, from your friends that you know from school time. But other than that, I can say that we're pretty. What uh, would you say? We're um, settled. You're settled. That's nice to hear. Um, would you share what was the easiest and hardest things in relocation? In relocation, uh, you know, nine years ago when I was... When we were at when we were making this decision, where uh, we were much younger, and we didn't have any kids, so it wasn't that difficult to move to Switzerland. I think that that's very individual, depending on the family situation, mainly, also work-related situation as well. My internship in England was coming to an end, and I didn't know what to do. Basically, uh, my boyfriend back then, husband now, uh, he got an opportunity to move to Switzerland, and I just packed my backpack, uh, bought a plane ticket and uh, came to <laughs> came to Basel to see how it goes but yeah it, as I said it was nine years ago my situation back then was completely different uh, without kids family any commitments at work uh, so it was quite uh, it was easy it was yeah. just another adventure yeah right so would you say that uh, moving alone or just with the boyfriend or husband is easier than with the whole family Yeah, oh, I would say that, yeah, with family, I think it's already a big decision. When you have kids, especially they're teenagers and have their lives, and you have to organize school, and you do worry how they settle here, whether they're going to feel well, or, you know, how to make them not feel like outsiders. It's always this question, I guess. Uh, we didn't have these issues. We didn't really think much about it back then. So it was, I think that moving with the whole family, yes, it would be a little bit more difficult. Yeah, big decision, right. What were your expectations 
about the Basel in Switzerland. How much did you know about the country? I have to say I was quite lucky because I knew Switzerland before coming before coming here uh, nine years ago. Because as a student, I uh, it was it was an accident that I just had a I was on a student exchange program called Socrates Erasmus in Switzerland for for one semester, half a year. I was in a French speaking Switzerland. The university was bilingual, so we the courses were in French. I really liked it, but it was super expensive. It was 2004, I remember. I could hardly afford a beer. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, my friends who went to Portugal, they really had uh, fun at the beach and me struggling to get enough ECTS points to uh, to complete the whole semester because uh, the requirements at the university were pretty high, I have to say. But anyway, uh, this... One semester at the uni in Fribourg uh, in Switzerland um, allowed me to get to know Switzerland. I was traveling a lot uh, with friends. So I, I, back then I came to Basel only once because Basel was not on my like uh, nicest cities list. Uh, it, I always thought that it's quite industrial, uh, but I did come here once. So I, I did know Switzerland pretty well before coming. Okay. But it was coincidence. It was coincidence when a few years ago I got to know that I that I would be coming to Switzerland again for a few years. I was like, really? <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> if I had known about it uh, when I was choosing my university, I would probably have chosen biotech or something like this to yeah. to make it easier to find a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't go for biotech studies, unfortunately, but. <laughs> Who knew back then that I would live in Switzerland in Basel? Okay. What were you thinking? Where would you end up? Or what was the country in your head that you were thinking, yeah, here I would love to live? Well, I was oh, I always wanted to live in France. It was always this has always been my favorite country. Or marry Prince William and live in London. Oh, so <laughs> But Prince William is taken already, so no chance. <laughs> uh, France didn't work out either, even though as a student, I've, I, I worked there for, for a few times uh, over summer. But yeah, I mean, Basel is just... Across the river. Across, Across the, the river, river, we have France. So I still feel a little bit as if I lived in France. So do you go there often? I mean, not now in Corona, but in normal times? Yes, yes. I still have friends, so... Um, if I can, I do go. Even though, I mean, for shopping, it's better Germany. It's just, I mean... Uh, yeah, I we're live, lucky. We're lucky I to be... closer to the German border. <laughs> so I guess Germany is closer than uh, city center Basel. So. Exactly, exactly. Mine is just 10 minutes walking from my home. So we, I think we are really on the edge of three countries. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you speak French or how many languages yes. do you speak? I speak English. Uh, I speak French, even though I don't. I hardly use it nowadays. But I, I hope that I still can speak French. And then I, I do get by in German, <laughs> but I, I cannot say I speak fluently the language. Uh, but I have to say it's very helpful. So whoever considers coming to Switzerland, the German-speaking part of Switzerland, definitely, uh, some level of German is helpful, even if you work in an international company. I speak Hochdeutsch, obviously dialect it. <laughs> what is your favorite uh, word in dialect? 
I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have it. I don't. I mean, my my uh, my daughter sometimes speaks some uh, Swiss German, and she always says, "Ich schlaf. Ich will nicht schlafen." Uh, and it, and it, I find it easy when she um, because she goes to a Swiss uh, daycare, so we see all the ladies working there. They speak Swiss, and sometimes I'm like, "Schlaf, schlafen, einfach schlafen." and all of this i find it really sweet all these abbreviations that they have in swiss, in swiss german but uh yeah i i i hardly know the dialect so yeah. i cannot say okay do you find that knowing a local dialect helps to get more involved in the communication with locals definitely it would help me like if uh, if if i had someone at home who um uh, who would speak Swiss German from whom I could pick up a language, local local dialect? It would be uh, it would be really helpful uh, to then integrate with my neighbors and so on because I'm surrounded by Swiss. But I have to say that all Swiss I know they are really nice and they switch to Hochdeutsch uh, when they talk to me. Um, maybe it's not ideal for them, but I you know this <laughs> to make <laughs> a step for you. To make it easier for me and lots of Swiss speak also English but also from my side I like to make a bit more effort and speak with them in German because at the end of the day I'm in a German speaking country I just find it if you know a bit of German I find it polite to to, to make a bit of a bit of effort and try to speak German okay did you and uh, your husband did some um, integration courses or just uh, you know like know the country courses when you came no, 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 nothing like that. I'd, uh, we just had German classes uh, when I came here, but no integration courses. I think like coming from Poland, Switzerland is not such a distant country and culturally we do not differ that much. Um, I mean, all Europeans, we, we are all different, but we have so much in common anyway. I think German, because we both attended German classes when I came here, uh, first eight, nine months, I didn't work at all. And I had an intensive course German course, both here in Basel and then in Germany, in, in Freiburg. And I uh, recall it as a really nice time. If ever anyone has this break to invest uh, time in learning German, I would definitely recommend intensive German courses because it's much better than going for classes twice a week, much more effective. And uh, you also get to know people which are at the same situation as yours. So you do not feel so lonely. Uh, and it helped me because back then, to be honest, I spoke much better German than I speak now because nowadays I, I speak English at work. So I kind of keep forgetting. Okay. Um, but definitely German courses are worth recommending. Thank you for the, that information. As you speak mostly at home, only one language, and it's kind of monoculture at home. Yes. Does it feel like a bubble for you? More like a cultural bubble in another culture? Or you do you have many friends of different cultures and nationalities? Mm, that's a good question. Um, it, it does feel a little bit like a bubble because we are at home in our Polish bubble. But we cannot avoid it because we are both from Poland. So it doesn't make sense to speak to our daughter English or German only because we are in a different country and I think it wouldn't be natural for her either but we are surrounded by, by friends from all over the world so we try to 
be as open as possible. And when it comes to our daughter, we try to put her to local Swiss daycares, kindergartens, so that she can mingle with other Swiss kids, uh, get to know the language. She was born here, so obviously she didn't come here as a teenager. I think it will be much easier for her as well to be raised as half Swiss, half Polish. But we do want to send her to local kindergarten because we think that it's a good idea that she she's surrounded by her friends from the neighborhood and get to know Swiss culture, Swiss friends, Swiss language. I see. Um, thank you for sharing. What I'm wondering about is um, how much strength or effort do you put into keeping or giving to your daughter your culture? Like either books or is it uh, songs or it's uh, much connection with your family? Because as I understood, they're all not here. So how do you do that? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we still keep uh, very connected. I mean, we try to be as connected as possible with our families in Poland. So she is even now in the pandemic time, she's all the time connected with WhatsApp uh, with her grandparents. And as long as I un unblock my iPhone, she knows how to uh, ring her grandma and speak to her on her own. New generation uh, kids. <laughs> it's new generation. And she wakes up at seven and she tells me, can I call my grandma? I'm like, you know, your grandma is, has already retired. She might want to sleep a little bit longer. Can we call <laughs> it nine? But but she, uh, yeah, I think we try to somehow divide it a little bit. Like if I speak to her, I obviously speak in Polish. I have most of books that I read to her also in Polish because it's easier for me to read in Polish. I, sometimes I do read in German, but some basic, basic ones. Uh, but when she was, watches Peppa Pig, I try to uh, play it in German. Uh, so that she has a little bit of variety, Polish, German. And as I said, I when she's here in Switzerland, I'd like her to attend local kindergarten and get to know local kids. Yeah, another culture and another language. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I know that there's, there's really lots of international schools, kindergartens, when where kids can uh, speak English over there. I think it's a great opportunity for parents who are here for two, three years and they, they know that they will move away and um, go to another country. I think it's a great option. Uh, but for us, uh, we think about staying longer. Uh, so local schools would be a better choice. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that would be my next question. Do you feel that you arrived? Would you think you would stay? I'm not sure if I'm going to retire in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, as long as there's uh, lots of things that we definitely have to consider. But as long as we have a job here, uh, we we would like to stay. Obviously, Now in the corona time, nobody knows how it's going to evolve, uh, etc. So uh, we'll see. But we would like to stay. We would like to stay. Uh, we feel settled, uh, welcomed, and uh, our daughter likes it here. For her, it's also a great opportunity to be multilingual. Uh, I didn't have this opportunity. You know, every language I, I speak, it was a struggle. Sitting in a classroom, spending hours learning. I can see that for her... Picking up language just like that 
it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, we were once discussing that for us, when we go in for work interviews, it's like uh, advantage having three, four languages. I think for our kids, it would be like, what? It's normal three, four. It's like <laughs> seven, eight. It's probably advantage. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, like even when I came to Switzerland, you know, even if you go to, to a grocery shop, uh, over there, people speak really like a few languages. Uh, there are ladies speaking English, French, German, and uh, they work in a grocery store in my home country. Someone speaking three languages, you would, oh, this is like a polyglot. Like, oh, he must be super well educated in all of this. Um, so standards are really high here when it comes to <laughs> speaking languages, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. Did you have any cliche stereotypes about Switzerland before you came here? I thought that everyone is rich. Switzerland <laughs> <laughs> is such a rich country. Uh, no, yeah, I think that everyone is uh, uh, rich in Switzerland, and um, and everything works like a Swiss watch, which turned 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 out to be true. Okay, I think it's well organized, but not everyone is rich. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I mean, I heard different stories about Swiss people that they're quite cold and reserved. Well, it's true that I do. I have more friends from uh, uh, many different countries, not necessarily from Switzerland, but it's also, I think, because of my job. But other than that, I think that Swiss people, all my neighbors that I'm surrounded with are so so cute, nice and welcoming that, well, that, that they're not reserved, they're not cold. <laughs> Do you think they need time to just uh, build a relationship? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they probably they need to, to get to know you a little bit better. Like when we moved to this little com commune when we, where we live now here, uh, they ask us where we are from. We are both from Poland, you know, it's Eastern Europe. It's like, oh, geez, it's the end of the world. <laughs> Behind, you know, like somewhere like Soviet Union. Uh, <laughs> behind the, the Iron Curtain. So I can imagine that they were like, oh, wow, who's coming here? We're going to be leaving next to our uh, doorstep. But I find it normal. They They wanted to know who we are, where we are from. <laughs> And once they got to know that we are normal people, quite open and friendly, they're friendly towards us as well. So no issues at all. Then another direction question about cliches. What are the standard thinking you've ever heard about Poland that people were saying? I thought. Well, uh, yeah, about Poland, it, this, uh, there's this saying that goes, uh, go to Poland, your car is already there. <laughs> So, I never heard that. Yeah, the, the, there is the saying, <laughs> all stolen cards must be already in Poland. So I always laugh when I hear this because nothing got stolen from me where, where, when I was in Poland. Seriously, nothing. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure if it's true. Perhaps it was true like 20 years ago, but not necessarily nowadays. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Poles drink quite a lot of vodka. <laughs> Uh, that might be true, even though myself, I'm not a drinker. I, I drink only beer. But yeah, um, these are cliches. I, about cars, I'm not sure if it's true about vodka. I can agree in most cases it is true. <laughs> okay. Speaking about drinks and um, basically um, the kitchen of the country, how do you find 
the local specialities and is there already some really favorite ones for you? I've always had problem a little bit with local specialities because I always thought that they're uh, French specialties. <laughs> I always thought this raclette fondue comes from France. To be honest, until now, I don't know really, but I guess it's more Swiss. But I like it all. I, I, I as I said, I, I have been to France many times and I ate it there. I always liked cheese. So fondue, raclette, rosti. Rosti, I think, is more like basil here from from the local area so i definitely like it and whenever i have an opportunity when restaurants get get reopened again i will go and have rusty yeah but other than that i mean i think that all the grocery ingredients here when you go to meager cove it's quite fresh and good quality so cannot complain do you think um living in switzerland changed you somehow whether it changed me Well, my husband says that I'm more, that I'm better organized. I'm not sure if it's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, I was always quite hectic. But other than that, for us, it wasn't such a big change culturally to move from Poland to Switzerland. But I guess because of not having this family support, not having grandparents here, I had to become more self-reliant, you know, yeah. we just need to rely on ourselves. Even though we have a network of friends, it's not the same as having family uh, next That's to true. you. Uh, so this changed me. Yes, I, I'm more, I need to rely on myself and uh, maybe plan my day more wisely also at work since I have kids, especially. I, I just use my day to the fullest. Um, not always have time to watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, be present with my kid when I have a ch when I have time to be with her. Yeah. I see that. When you come back to Poland for traveling or seeing family, do you feel yourself still local? Like, what is that feeling to come back to your country when you live for a long time in another country? Now I always feel like being on vacation. Like <laughs> when I go to Poland, I'm like a tourist because I only go there for a certain amount of time I spend lots of money on traveling you know going to uh, beauticians and all of this <laughs> and enjoying my time over there so it's definitely a different feeling like I really like being there but I'm aware that if I was to be back permanently in Poland it would be completely different from all these short trips that I'm having nowadays it would be family. different activities it would be different completely yeah. But I enjoy it to the fullest because I, I, I'm on vacation. But I do still feel like a local. I was, I lived, you know, I lived there for so many years. I still have my family that I truly love and my friends from uni, high school. I think together with my husband, we are divided between two countries, but we still feel like we are Polish and we are from there. <laughs> Thank you. What would you say? Was it easier for you to move or for your husband? I mean, you obviously did it together, but was it somehow more easy for someone of you? I think I think it was easier for me because I was following my husband back then. My boyfriend, who had he was the one who uh, who found this job in Switzerland in Basel that was very challenging, and everything basically was on him. Uh, and I was, I just tagged alone and uh, 
enjoyed myself uh, attending German course over first six, seven months. Uh, but obviously it was a bit of pressure on me as well because uh, it turned out very quickly that Switzerland, like job market in Switzerland is not the easiest. I didn't know it back then because uh, when I was at the uni here in Switzerland, I didn't have any uh, any right to, to work. So finding a job turned out to be very difficult. So after a few months, yeah, I started looking for a job and it was quite stressful for me as well. But at the very beginning, it was on him. Can you share more? What's the difficulties or challenges in looking for a job? Well, I think in a nutshell, the, the, the Swiss job market is definitely not the easiest. Uh, now in the pandemic, then it's going to be even more difficult. But in general, it's a um, high cost location. So I think many companies uh, chooses to move certain jobs to near shore or offshore location because of the high labor cost here in Switzerland. So certain jobs do not simply exist here or they are very, very limited, right? So in general, people with really, who are high skilled with lots of experience have the highest chances to be employed in Switzerland. And like in Basel here, we have only headquarters. So it's very difficult to find a junior type of job. You know, when I came here, I just graduated It was a few years after graduation, but I just finished my internship in London. It was organized by a student-run organization, ISEC. Um, but I was quite fresh, <laughs> and I was looking for junior roles, and there was no junior roles. I guess many, many Swiss people who graduate from university are also looking for the similar jobs. And so definitely, uh, before coming to Switzerland, it's good to... To, to search a little bit, to find out what is possible in our field. I think engineers, people with uh, engineering um, tech background have, have um, more chances to find something. In my case, it turned out to be really challenging. Um, I have social sciences, economics and business background with marketing specialization. specialization. So I basically, uh, before coming here, I used, to, uh, I used to work in marketing and it turned out to be almost impossible to find such a job because it's very client-facing without speaking a local language it makes it even harder. So I had to compromise. I found something something different, more in administration, but in an international company. And I'm there since then. And I'm happy. As I said, there are compromises, but uh, I do learn quite a, quite a bit. I have a great team. We all speak English, which makes things a little bit easier. Uh, Is it a multicultural uh, team? How yeah. many, like, is it really diverse? It's very diverse. So, it, yeah, we, no, we, we really have people from all around the world. Uh, we are even forbidden to, to write emails in German because if then someone has to forward it, nobody, I mean, another person might not understand what was written yeah. in the email. You never know when it's, uh, yes. to yes. whom person it will end up, yeah. Yes, but, uh, yeah, it makes it also interesting. You know, sometimes um, it's not exactly what you what you would imagine you would be doing here in terms of work. It's, it's also a, a nice experience to be exposed to so many expats, to, to really headquarter in uh, uh, so many different approaches to work, uh, so many things happening. So there are pros and cons as always. Yes. Um, returning to um, more culture questions and um, more living topics, do you have any new hobbies because of living in Switzerland? Is there something specific that you picked up? 
not necessarily new hobbies. Switzerland proved to be a great place for me to do things that I really like. So I cycle to work every day. Now I have a charrier and I can cycle together with my daughter at the back. I love skiing and here from Basel, it's two hours ride and I'm in the Swiss Alps. I do play tennis. Um, so I haven't met Roger Federer yet, but who knows? <laughs> as far as I know, he, he lives somewhere. It's a small here country. Sometimes. <laughs> and he is from Basel. Uh, so no, I mean, skiing, cycling, seriously, like Switzerland made it possible to, uh, to, to be so easy to make these things, to do these things more often. We had, we used to have day trips to go to the mountains and leaving in the morning, coming back in the evening. And, and it's great. In Warsaw, it would never be possible. Great. Sounds like a really reaching the life. I mean, the nature here is amazing. So if someone likes to be outdoors, uh, then uh, Switzerland is definitely the place to be. <laughs> has so much to offer. Yeah. I can only recommend to come here for, for vacation simply and see how it is. Yeah. Thank you. In regards to that, is there still something missing? for you here well definitely family and friends I, I i find it so difficult to not having my parents around me uh i just think i have i have a second girl on it on its way and uh with two kids i think i'm pretty sure it's going to be challenging and really difficult and it's also not having this time for me for myself because when i'm back home then i'm with my daughter until late evening because she doesn't want to go to bed earlier <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean I would um, I say that I would live like a queen in Poland I would have the whole the whole you know family connections you know one day with my parents one day with my in-laws who else wants to look after my kids yeah uh, because our family is all live all close nearby together uh, in Warsaw, so it would be much easier. I could even have a dog and ask my my father probably to come and walk a dog whenever he's got time because they're all retired. So this is definitely something I'm missing. And life is harder yeah. here Can without recall, having this yeah. family support. It would be uncomparable from that point of view. Yeah, it sounds like it would be absolutely different dynamic. Yes, yes. I would um, have simply more time for myself. I'm also this type of person who likes, um, who needs a bit of time for to be in a silo, <laughs> <laughs> to just read or learn some new things. And I find it hard to find time. But uh, we also need to recharge. We also need to recharge as well. Yes, yes. Going somewhere for two, three days without kids. Uh, yoga retreats for women, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we, we are only here with my husband. We have to share responsibilities and, you know, blocking our calendars whenever we want to go to a hairdresser. So so you would say um, it should be a really well-scheduled teamwork. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I, anyway, in most cases, in end up uh, being a woman who is busier than uh, than men, at least in my opinion. But uh, but we try to balance it as much as we can and uh, play as a team. Great. 
Thank you for sharing today all your experiences and stories. Um, my last question would be, um, would you give several tips to people who just plan their first move somewhere? What they need to prepare or know or find out? I think that before moving, they definitely need to maybe go for a few days and see how it is. It's good to move to a new country once you already have a job arranged so that you have stability, financial stability, especially mm -hmm. if you move with your family, because otherwise it might turn out to be really stressful and difficult because as here in Switzerland, it's not that obvious. But other than that, to be open and um, do not look behind once you make this first step, just be be open to to make a second step. No matter how good it was in your home country, now you are facing new challenging, new reality, and um, just try to enjoy it. You know, try to find yourself in a new reality, get to know new friends, and don't be afraid. Just be open. Try to get to know as many people as possible. Like we have this our WhatsApp group. I think that's how we met, and it's so helpful. Easy thing like WhatsApp group. Yeah. Uh, it's really helpful it gives more support you have someone to speak to so yeah just be open for new for what is to come thank you monica that was for today the most information and um and thank you for listening us and hear you next time that was inside the tribe